<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? <gasps> forgot for a second Ooh. what I was supposed to say. The intro. I almost said, get into it. There's some, that, well, now we have to start. What if I was at Beholden? <laughs> Beholden Caulfield? Yeah. I love this episode. Yeah, it was fun. It was so it was fun. fun. If I had to explain it in one word, I would say fun. It's fun, but it's also, don't, I don't mean to give a warning. The first 10 minutes are kind of dirty. Just skip them. If you don't want dirty jokes, just skip it because I, I think where we, we got into introversion versus extroversion, father stuff on both of our sides, I'm talking through burps. It's a great podcast, <laughs> talking through burps. Uh, but lots of laughs. Being disgusting. But I also, uh. I, I just think this is a really, really great one. And I'm really glad you guys are here. And uh, I, it's weird to say this, but I'm like, listen to the whole thing. It goes, it goes a great place, as these conversations often do. Yeah. It was like circular. I mean, it, you're here. You're already listening. We don't have to sell you on it. Just keep listening. Don't. If you do nothing. Just, just do nothing. Just do nothing. And if you want to see me in Los Angeles, and Val usually comes out a little bit, a little how do you do, mm-hmm. Largo-LA.com. The next one is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. And if you want to see me on the road, go to PeteHolmes.com. The shows have been incredible. Thank you, New Orleans. Thank you, Dallas. The hour is just feeling great. Please come out and see it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, PeteHolmes.com. And if you like the show, honestly, we say this every week, but it, it's such a great stress relief for me when the ads are easy and working. So if you're at all interested in supporting the show and trying a Pete's Pick, which are products that I use and love, try a Pete's Pick. Roll those ads, Katie. If you are new to the show, I only do sponsors that I actually use and actually love, like our friends at Living Libations. This episode is brought to us by those friends at Living Libations. My whole life, I was careful about what I was putting in my body, but I was never really careful about what I was putting on my body when it came to uh, moisturizing or toothpaste or, or hair products or skin products, eye products, dental products, baby products. And obviously those things, when you just buy them off the rack at at some random pharmacy, they're filled with toxic chemicals. They're filled with stuff that isn't good for you, that gets on your skin, into your bloodstream, into your body. So enter Living Libations to help. Meaning you can have incredible, wonderful, great acting, great acting, I just mean effective, powerful skincare, hair care, baby care, that you look at the ingredients and you recognize every single thing on the list. It's unbelievable. I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients, and I want my skin and beauty care to be exactly the same. It's skin care. It's beauty care that you can feel great about putting on in your body, keeping you healthy, keeping you looking vibrant, keeping you looking alive, beautiful, whatever you want to say, whatever words, what poetry moves you today. We use their best Skin Ever moisturizer, both Val and I. Uh, A bottle lasts many, 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 many months. Just a couple, literally two little beep, beep. The whole face, completely moisturized, glowing, beautiful, and you you can read the ingredient. You get it. Living libations is a great way to support the show. Whatever you've got in your medicine cabinet or on your next to your sink, Living Libations has a high-end premium natural replacement for whatever you got. So this is a great way to support the show. Pick one of those products, replace it. I promise you'll love it. It'll be super effective and you can feel good about putting it on in your body. So go to livinglibations.com slash weird. You'll get 15% off livinglibations.com slash weird. Do your body a favor and show your support 
of the show. Livinglibations.com slash weird. We're also brought to us by our friends at Onnit. Everybody knows I love nootropics, and Onnit Alpha Brain is the OG, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely swear by it. What is it? It's earth-grown ingredients that helps you with memory, concentration, and focus. So I don't know much about you, but whatever you're doing, if it involves your brain, you could probably use to give yourself a little bit of an edge. It's not like caffeine. It's not a stimulant. It doesn't give you energy. It doesn't get you all jacked. It gives your body, the brain, the nutrition that it needs to concentrate, to dial in, to focus, and to create. So whenever I'm doing stand-up, doing this podcast, sitting down to write a script, or just going, like literally it's Saturday night, Val and I are going to go on a date, I take a couple alpha brain before I go out because I like to be able to listen, engage, access my vocabulary, access my memories and stories and just be a good, full-brained person. So this is a secret weapon in my life. It's made a huge change. I wish I knew about it in college. It would have made such a difference when I had to memorize stuff. But now I'm memorizing lines. I'm memorizing different things around there from a job. Makes a huge difference. If you like Alpha Brain one tenth as much as I like it, you're gonna shit your pants. Go to onnit o n n i t dot com slash weird. I've moved up to their black label. That's I just updated my subscription. It's easy to update your subscription. I love the black label. It's just a, a slightly more optimized formula. Love it. Onnit dot com slash weird. Get your brain working. I'm making up these slogans. Get your brain working and working better with Onnit dot com slash weird all right everybody here we go valerie get into it which by definition, if I have it, it means others don't have it. I have a rock and you will burn. Don't, don't ruin, ruin it. it. <laughs> I like I, I did like, ruin it. It's such a joyous song. Oh, like truly it makes me want to this is such a Easter episode because Oh when yeah, we this will were, be out f- Good Friday. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, happy good, uh, <laughs> happy good jaundice. And a Good Friday to you. Isn't that the I one like, where he was cru- he was like crucified on Friday? Yeah. Sometimes I forget. Doesn't sound Just, very good. <laughs> Christian like, comedy. Why are we calling it Good, good Friday? Friday. <laughs> Can do, you imagine you going think- up to Jesus as that's all happening and be like, "We're gonna call it a Good Friday." <laughs> yeah. It's really salt in the wound right there. Somebody probably did say that, but to spurn him. Right. Every year we're going to celebrate this and call it Good Friday. Like his biggest critic. Yeah. And then all of the Christians there were were basically like playing telephone and that's how we got the Bible. (laughs) We're like, I guess we're calling it Good Friday. Okay, Good Friday. Pass it on. Good Friday. Well, it's like using, there's been other instances, I suppose, I'm not trying to be funny. The N-word in hip hop, the re- reclamation of like the worst mm. thing as the best thing. Sure. Yes. So that's our theory. That's our theory. <laughs> on and we're what happened it. with Good Friday. But there's like a reverse like, ha ha. Yeah. And my whole life, <laughs> Easter was like the big show. I, I you're probably like, say this every year. I always felt so bad jerking it on Easter. <laughs> I used to feel so bad jerking it on Easter. He is risen. Oh, <laughs> okay, God. all right. There well, what are you going to do? He's risen. What are you going to do? He's risen. 
<laughs> the cave's about to be empty. The cave is my balls. This is yeah. a filth. I feel <laughs> so groovy and like in love and mm, happy. Yeah. So I just want people to know in case like, they're this- repulsed by this opening, <laughs> which I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm it isn't re- the state that you're in. You're yeah, not I'm, in a in a gutter state. I'm not in a gutter I'm state. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back into Easter. So it was the big show. We were always big very show. excited. My mom and I would buy Easter dresses like a month in advance. We would be at the mall and we're like, it's always some sort of pastel color. Like, do I want to do like a lavender or do I want to do a pastel yellow? Mm. We'd be like at Old Navy, you know, and be like, oh. I think I'm going to get this as my Easter dress. Old Navy had pastel Easter dresses? I, mean, I guess they did. Yeah, yeah. they had yeah. they had everything by the time I got there. It wasn't just performance, please, if that's what you're thinking. What a great ad campaign. So I'm not trying to change the subject. Easter to me, Easter to me, an essay by Peter Holmes. <laughs> Easter is the day the Lord is risen, period. <laughs> then I just chew on my pencil for 45 minutes. <laughs> God, I hated school. Uh, it was the worst. I didn't hate every element of it. I loved uh, riding in on a red skateboard with a blue denim jacket and putting it in my locker. Mm. Either that or that was Saved by the Bell. <laughs> that was it's hard defi- to know. That was definitely Saved by the Bell. I love that you thought I could ride a skateboard. I definitely could never ride a skateboard. You never rode a skateboard? A skateboard? Oh. I bought a skateboard. I once had a crush. I bought a skateboard. I, I mean, everybody bought I a skateboard. I loved the wheels and the catalogs. Yeah. Oh, I love designing the, whole the bottom culture. Me too. And like skater. Remember, there was a time. Ah, uh, you probably were in your twenties by then. But I don't like this. <laughs> when I was in middle school, okay. there was a time where skater shoes. I think it was like an Avril Lavigne thing. Yeah, Vans. Like, but like it wasn't just. It had expanded. Like I had. I don't know if they were called ESs or S. S is like ES, and they were the fat, like skater shoes with where you would lace them where there weren't any. They were laced like loose, yeah, so you wouldn't pull it tight. That like was a, that was like nerd a, shit, like a hockey uh, lace, like a fat lace, yeah, like a big fat. And you and the laces mattered, like you wanted a thick lace, yeah, hockey lace. But I'm saying also the way that you lace them. It's unfortunate that those are the same words. <laughs> Because you have the laces and that then you how lace. you lace them. Yes, yes. Was I understood though. Was like Context. wide and fat. <laughs> and so you wanted to like it was And like, untied, right? Yeah, and untied. That you're And it was like to... ankle socks, short jean shorts, yeah. and fat white shoes. It's which so by the bad. way, Val, take a peek. Take a look out your window. Wake up. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. But the wake up <laughs> part was a joke. Uh the kid, the youths of today, mm-hmm. it's all goddamn nineties. Oh, I know. And it's, oh, I totally know. It makes me happy. I it makes me happy I too. It's nostalgic. What, well, yeah. There's obviously that, and not obviously. <laughs> there's obviously that. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like it gives me. It makes it easier for me to have understanding and compassion for what I. And I don't endorse this, but your boy, me, w- often I have a good riff raff program that I mm. run. So if I see a gaggle of teens or tweens, even. Mm-hmm. Even tweens <laughs> at Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, it's tempting for me to go like, look out, it's riffraff. 
As if they're just like shoplifting and spitting on cars. Just because of their age. Just because of their age. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a real Mr. Wilson. Uh-huh. Like I used to be a Dennis the Menace and now I've become Mr. Wilson. I just want quiet. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> to occasionally have sex with Mrs. Wilson, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I had, I don't think they had done it in years. That's why he was so cranky. Y'all. Probably. Yeah, probably. Because he didn't jerk it on Easter. <laughs> he wasn't. His tomb was Empty. stuffed. <laughs> Oh, it was stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to end the riff. There's more to say, but uh, that that riff is over. Yeah. My own sacrilege. It was just <laughs> it's bleeding like, into my they, own. They opened it up. It was only rags. <laughs> There's something with rags a, there. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, but I. Okay. I know that you're saying the tomb <clears throat> is the balls. Yeah, so it's stuffed with dozens of the, corpses. Is is the is uh, the riff? Oh. The t- it's a tomb. Right, and the corpses are sperm. Yeah, because I jerked. <laughs> I love. This is like Silicon Valley when they like in- articulately and in depth discuss how to jerk off the most number of people. Remember that? Oh yeah. And we're like, no, in this, the tomb is my ball. So when you jerk off, your balls are empty because yes. he is risen. Yes. Okay, I got it. And if they're if Mr. Wilson has. Okay. So, in Terrible. conclusion, if Mr. Wilson, so it's overflowing, it's yeah, with corpses. Um, I still had so much. I was really going to take us on like this beautiful journey of my positive associations with Easter, we and still somehow will. it devolved. We still will into this mess. It's a filth. It's a filth. Everything are- belongs. Everything <laughs> belongs. We sure. have to. It's important when you go into these spaces of body shame, jerking it, grotesqueness. Or even dark thoughts, like it's dark to play with the metaphor of a tomb being, especially the Easter tomb, all that stuff. I find it's really important, not just like kind of important as an idea, but like legit one of the meanings and most important things in life is to learn and and embody your own innocence. Mm. And it's tempting when you're riffing in an area. What I'm saying is I think there's actually something uh, valid and important about mm. not not taking anything too seriously is one way you could put sure, it. Sure, of course. But like when you touch the edge and you get a shock and you feel mm. this horrible guilt and shame, just like self-hate, I think that's, that's something to be worked on. And I think that's mm. one of the, the, I've said this before, but one of the joys of watching a stand-up because they're exalted, they're on stage, they're under lights, and they're sharing their shame or their weird thoughts and their weird feelings. And not just me, I know I do that, but I mean like that's what, they're all doing all the ones worth their salt are sharing. Yeah. Not they're ones that don't do that, that I like quite a bit. Yeah. Any who's a woozle. I don't remember where we were. I, I did want to say that I used to wear a pair of Pumas, ah. which is a, they made a skater shoe. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something. I just know you're going to love it. <laughs> I, can't I wait. know you're going to love it. And maybe it was your S's, but <laughs> your S is Grizz. <laughs> but I'm going to introduce to the podcast the topic of the pair of shoes, possibly multiple pairs, because I can think of several pairs mm-hmm. that just really, really mattered and and oh, were like yeah. special uh-huh. and meaningful. Uh-huh. So to just get the ball rolling, I've already said in high school, my brother, John... <laughs> like you don't believe me john yep john holmes okay dad okay okay it's my brother's shoes okay yeah <laughs> um 
he had these pumas and he put the the skater laces in them the fat laces and he didn't have to tie them and so i had this belief and i think you did too that my brother was much cooler than me mm-hmm. and here i somehow ended up with yeah, his shoes i thought shoes. your brother was cooler than you too <laughs> very fun very good I hate this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so when I put these shoes on, it was like a superpower. It was like I was stealing some of my brother's coolness. Mm-hmm. And you almost wore them to school. First of all, I love that they were slippy on. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to tie, but stayed on. What miracle is this? Yeah. How are they the perfect size? Like the shoe itself is perfect. Then an untied shoe would still grip Yeah. for a brisk walking. You know I'm brisk walking with an overstuffed backpack, hauling ass from A building to J building. That's a long ass walk. Yeah. Those shoes the are staying on. Half the alphabet. And the first day you wear it, you know, somebody had that bit, the first day you wear it, you audition a new hat. <laughs> like oh you just my want God, to, it's so good. So vulnerable. The, yeah. the first day you try to be a fedora guy. <laughs> the first day I tried to be a fat lace puma guy, I thought maybe everyone was going to be like, what the fuck is this? No one did. So I felt like George Costanza, like I had snuck into the the village, the nightclub of beautiful women. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I was like, oh, uh-huh. I did it. So that's my first pair of shoes. And, they, and if I had them, I'd still wear them. You know this. You know I love a grungy slip-on. I do know you love a grungy slip-on. I'm having a hard time picturing them. Like what did they look like? Pumas? Were they white? No. I know. They were low tops and they were black. And they had like a swoosh, but not a Nike swoosh. Yeah, I've seen the Puma logo. Okay. It looked like a jacket Rory Scovel would wear. <laughs> okay, I think that helps me. <laughs> and the sole was black and uh, was white, and the that uh, was white. Uh, and they does sound cool. And white laces. That does sound cool. It was very Beastie Boys. Okay, sure. The white, boys. so black shoe, white laces. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna get? Black laces. Um. I can relate to that. And and my S's were some shoes that were very important to me. Like I got them for Christmas and stuff. But also the first time, so I was a little bit older for this. I think I was a freshman in high school. And uh, there was one Christmas where I got my first pair of Converse. Chucks. Chucks. I've always felt excluded from the Chucks. I have some. I, I just feel like I can't do it. I bet. I You know... I kind of know what you mean. I I think you could, but it's like... But you like, know what I mean. I do know what There's you mean. It's like a Captain America-ness to them. That like you have to be real mm, golden. I don't know, you because you are all of those things. I think you have Ooh. to... I think like you have to wear it cap. with like a shirt that I feel like I'm always trying to get you to wear a type of shirt is like the short sleeve collar with like a subtle kind of cool print. Button and up? Button up, short sleeve button up. Yeah, collar with like a cool little print. <laughs> so when I manage a bowling alley, they'll give me one. But this is this <laughs> is something that like when, like Ben Schwartz would wear. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's you know Ben moonlights <laughs> at needles and pins. <laughs> it's needles because a DJ spins records. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, there you go, needles and pins. But like that's the kind of thing <laughs> Wait, I would want. That's on this a billion shirt. dollar idea. Pins and needles. <laughs> oh my god! It's a Wait. dance club and a bowling alley. Pins and needles, guys. Oh my god! I give, make this a thing. I give my consent. You can have it. Pins Make and it, needles. And if you live like kind of in our area, like we'll go. Any, we'll go. Absolutely. It does sound like it might be like where you go to bowl and, and do drugs. 
Pins and needles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in my hometown, we had rock and bowl, which is like rock and bowl. Like, but you say it like rock and bowl. Oh, you want to go rock a bowl? Like <laughs> smoke a burr? No, <laughs> but that does that. I wonder if people made that joke. It's like supposed to be like rock and roll, but oh, it was like. Some people definitely did a bowl and bowl. Like you want a bowl and bowl? Oh yeah. Bowl That's and what bowl. the Big Lebowski should have been called. Bowl, bowl and bowl. And bowl. <laughs> That was the alternate title. It's either the Big Lebowski, like the one <laughs> misstep the Coens had. Like they're such geniuses and they're like, and it's uh, it's the dude and he abides and all these things. And there's a thing with the toe and it's called Bowl and Bowl. <laughs> and the executives are like, I can't believe we have a note, but we have a note. And they're yeah. like, we won't, we, we don't take notes. We're the, Leba- we're the Lebowskis. We're the Coens. And they go, the Big Lebowski. And they're like, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. I like to think that they, they've had some bad ideas like that. Okay. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. Uh, but the shoe, so I got, it was one Christmas where I got Ben Folds, the CD of Ben Folds five forever, whatever and ever a man, excuse me. Oh my God. Whatever and whenever a man. Amen. Whatever and ever. Amen. I okay. misspoke. Thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> I just, I thought it was a cheeky Ben Folds. He's like, it's like, amen, amen. but it's like, yeah. amen. Yeah. What, whatever, what, whatever and ever. Amen is cheeky Ben Folds. Whatever and ever. Amen is great. Which is like the cool, like I would still say as a connoisseur of Ben Folds and like truly that was like my band. So I later this came is my to band. know. You know, like when you have like your band through like all of high school and college and you're like, this is what I know every lyric of every song ever. Uh, I still think that's the the coolest album, whatever and ever. Amen. So I got that. And this was the beginning of my Ben Folds 5 obsession. I got black low top converse. Okay. And a black Ibanez. Ibanez bass. Okay, the tomb is empty. <laughs> <laughs> I just jizzed my jeans is what I'm saying. And you, I, I had a black Ibanez bass. You did? How have we never talked about this? And it was shiny. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It I, was I, shiny. I, <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> now I think you're lying. Yeah, I had a black Ibanez bass. I think they were, I'm gonna I'm gonna look I don't I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna not gonna work shiny, here anymore. There were strings. It was wooden, like a wooden neck, a light wooden neck. A light, yeah. And black. Hey, Chrome. Who cares who's using it? Show me an Ibanez <laughs> base '90s. Was it this? Because this is the base I had. Okay, that's the base I had, but the neck, the neck was a really light wood, but that was the shape of it. You, We had the same base? That is really crazy. Was yours that kind of wood, or was it a light wood? Well, I want to see a light wood. Um, Ibanez base 90s. Stop making me I think me Ibanez base, yeah, like, like a light wood neck. I think mine oh, was that, dark. That was it. That you was had it. this guy? Yep, I had that guy. Okay, that we had the good. same base, but I had the dark neck. But it was this base. That was the yep. That was Holy the exact shit. shit. I think I remember. I think this. my brother still has it. I bet he does. My brother you is your an always like, Your brother is <laughs> such a good bassist. How good of a bassist is he? That when he plays bass, you go like, I thought I played bass. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I that's why I, I stopped bass. playing bass. Basically, he basically. sounds like. 
Okay, George Clinton mm-hmm. goes scuba diving, <laughs> and in uh, but like the most beautiful pristine blue waters, and there's tropical fish everywhere. Okay, and he's scuba diving. I'm picturing like you dreads. got it, you got it. Yeah. yeah, people are like, "Is that an octopus?" And they're like, "No, that's George Clinton scuba diving." <laughs> yeah, from the top, it just looks like a man, pile of from hair. straight on. It looks like a pile of hair. This man has <laughs> got a lot of hair. Um, and your brother plays bass like the bubbles coming out of his uh, mouthpiece. <laughs> like just perfect, smooth, yeah. Yeah. George he's Clinton scuba good. bubbles. He's very good at it. He's very good at it. Um, yeah, so I wanted to get into it for a while there. And I only learned, like the first song I learned how to play was Shout to the Lord. <laughs> I could still play it. Uh-huh. And my dad, I remember my dad showing me i used to we would listen to bread i don't know why he swears david gates the bass player from the band bread is one of the best bassists Mm. and so we i was like that is so picture paints a thousand words then why can't i paint you I mean, he could be right. Your dad, right. your he dad, knows your dad knows stuff about music and bass. Yeah. I, I'm not like he's wrong about everything. I, I just mean like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm wary of <laughs> dad music. I'm, I just thought it was funny that I made that sound. I'm wary of of uh, dad opinions. Sure, because but- dads know how to have seven beers and listen to a bread album. And like in that moment, God comes to them. But see, this is... And it's not the base. It's they, they were drunk enough and comfortable enough that their masculinity their hearts, faded yeah, away. their hearts opened. Ever so briefly. And it wasn't the... I'm not saying with your dad, but it wasn't the base. It was God mm-hmm. showed up to you as the base from bread. Yeah. And I'm saying this... As me, everything that I love, I was just listening to this incredible Course in Miracles talk called The Course in Miracles as a Work of Art. And they were talking about that art, I might I might use this for the movie that I'm writing because it's an art professor. Art, like I look at Rory Scovel's painting in our house. Mm-hmm. Good art is inviting the viewer to uh, merge into the state that the artist was in when they created it. Mm-hmm. So it's not even really the painting. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like they fell in love. Mm-hmm. Then they put that love on a, a canvas or a sculpture or music or a yeah. bread based thing. And then you, the weird thing about it is it's not an exclusive love. It's not a uh, possessive love. Uh-huh. They actually want you to fall in love with it. Right. And you either do or you don't. And your your opinion but, is fine. But it's not about critiquing it or analyzing it. It's about just going like, can I accept the invitation here? So yeah. dad, dads are hard. Men or rigid minds, mm-hmm. let's just say, have a harder time doing that. So that's why so many of the things I love and have intense relationships where it's because for some reason or another, the iron curtain around my heart was just down. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's actually good, but then it comes out, it gets remasculinized as, and again, I'm not talking about your dad. It comes out as the bass player for bread is the best. Now, now it's rigid again. Now Mm -hmm. it's just like, now it's like a ranking and it's a, it's a ranking and a fact. And I'm going to share it with you when really it would look. And that's fine. 
But like you're kind of saying like an angel visited me one night. Mm. <laughs> but instead of saying that, we say, you know who can really slap a debase. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did that I make do, sense? I do know. I, and I, it's tricky because I think that is very true. In in the case of my dad, though, you know, like last week's episode, I was talking about how when I listen to beautiful gospel singing, I feel it in my whole body. Yeah. And I showed it to Richard Rohr when he was there and I showed it to you yeah. and I like yeah. that, like, and I played it on the podcast. Imagine that's the same that gift. That's the that same thing my dad does and has done with his music my whole life. Yeah. And it almost kind of like pains me to admit oh shit i'm the same as him no in that like i've gotten i i have the same instinct to be like this cracked me open i love it yeah more than i can bear i have to share okay. it with you and so my my i mean my whole life my dad would be like listen to this there was a time where my dad showed me a leonard skinnard song that I didn't think meant that much to him, but he was like that listened to like every note in the song mm. and then saw that I was on my phone and got re- his feelings really hurt by that. Yeah. Yeah. So like he does. It's, so that was recently. That was kind of, yeah, I had a phone. I mean, it was, it was probably 10 years You're ago. You're on a landline just playing three, three, six, nine, nine, three, six, nine. Like, we're just yeah. like playing Beethoven. <laughs> like, wow, you were staring at your phone and it's 1985. Like you were just looking at a phone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything to look at. I just rather look at numbers than listen to this song. <laughs> Can you imagine people in the eighties knowing, like hearing us talk now and be like, and I was just, of course I was staring at my phone and they're like, like waiting uh-huh. for it to ring. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You were expecting a call <laughs> yeah. we get that we, we get, get that that's all that's we all do we did is wait for the phone and can ring. i say the terror when it did oh i couldn't live i couldn't no, you live couldn't. in you a world really couldn't. where every once in a while the whole house rings you I can't live in that world you could not live and in I that did. world more and than i did that's and probably where time, a lot of your yeah, stuff we're comes uncovering from. it we're finding it together wow. every time the phone rang it was a bad news and my dad my dad to this day answers i had a bit about it i only did it once but he answers the phone like this hello it's like that oh my god and we were my brother and i were like yeah because if he answered like hello like that person could then take advantage of him so he has to set wow. the, the precedent I'm off put even as I answer. Wow. But man, I, yeah, I told you we had the punk song, the nude, my punk band, Nude, yeah. had a song called Phone Calls at 3 a.m. because the phone would ring in the night and wake oh us up. Oh my gosh, And my, my dad once like smashed the phone too. Oh, it was so frustrating. a lot here. The phone, the phone. And, and then he got a I... cell phone. He's one of the early adopters to do a cell phone. So it would be in a restaurant and there'd be like a... And it answered, and we're ruining meals. Yes. I mean, Pete, I can't believe, I mean, we've sort of uncovered some of this, but this is, this is potentially why when we're at a restaurant and somebody at the table next to us is on their phone, not talking on their phone, looking at their phone. Yeah. It's like the whole thing. Yeah, it is the whole thing. I mean, you you do a good job at managing it, but it's hard for you. And also, Brady, the bark, like random mm-hmm. loud noises. Mm-hmm. You were, what were you saying about trauma? It, when you, when you have trauma, it's like when it's uh, spurred. The woo, the, it's the woo. it's like being rewounded well, it's, again. It's it's not like a reminder of the wound. It's like it's happening again. Your body's like, 
it's here it again. Has, yeah. yeah, your limbic brain doesn't know. Limbic. Any, limb, <laughs> shout out to the l- 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 limbic brain. Um, <laughs> when your limbic brain doesn't know time and neither does your nervous system. So it, whenever it's triggered, that wound, it thinks it is... It's 100% as if it's happening the now. Yeah. That's how like people with PTSD about, you know, being serving in the army. Right. They're like they're at dinner with their family, but it It's happening is, now. It's happening now. Which is why in movies they would like overlay the war. Yeah. It's the almost, sounds. It's a the... shame that that became like it's almost like a corny cliche. It, yeah. It, PTSD was such a thing and is still such a thing? Question mark? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I just didn't want to I didn't know. I was I guess I was hopeful that maybe we were treating it. Well, here's we're what, treating it, but here's, it's a thing. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Here's what I'm going to say. What is it? <laughs> Your dad and music. There's a slight dad kind of embarrassment to it. Yeah. Because you just can't escape it. Like Leela is just going to think it's fucking the bee's tits. (laughs) Like whatever the bad thing is on a bee. Mm. When I go off on my thing or or whatever. It's just going to, she's going to want her own identity. Because we like it. Because let me just insert this in here. Let me just, let me just, let me just just say this. Our friend Kristen has a 14 year old. And she said that she said she will show her the 14 year old will show her mom the music that she likes. Yes. And she wants her to say, I like that. But if she were to find her mom listening to it on her own, she would hate it. If I came home and Irina in 1995 was listening to In Utero. Yeah. I'd be like, in fact... I remember when I was uh, dating a woman. <laughs> okay. All right. Slow Doug. down. Slow down. <laughs> she, her mother, her stepmom was like, one, she's the basis. I used to have a bit called I don't like when old people use technology. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's sort of evolved and it's, it keeps getting shorter. Let's just say that. Mm. But it was based on this woman. She was an early adopter of the iPad and she loved like, she loved it. Mm. She'd be in the car before it had location services, like it couldn't track. She'd be opening the Apple Maps and zooming it with her huge old lady hands and oh. her nails. And yeah. I, I, and I, I don't know what it was, but it was, you're helping me realize, she'd also listen to Jay-Z. Like oh, in the wow. kitchen, she'd be playing Jay-Z. Wow. And I was just like, but it was the Forever Young song, didn't he like? Yeah, he and she'd like sample it. She'd like croon the chorus, like that right. was the part. She'd she be knew like, that Forever part. Young, <laughs> like really giving it. And I remember getting so tight uh, watching her do that, being like, "This just isn't right. You shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. Listen to Rod Stewart. Yeah, that's your Forever Young." <laughs> and it's because there's still a purple-haired teenager in me. Mm. Here's what I want to, I really want to get to this though. And then I die. You being shown that by your dad. And I'm really, I'm feeling a lot of love and respect for my folks. So it's not from a nasty place. I don't really have, my my father could have explained sports maybe to me. And Mm. he probably was deeply disappointed or classic cars. There were things that he's interested, that he's interested in, that he could have. And I wasn't like, I was like, no. Yeah. So it's not all on him. 
Obviously, people are pe- people. Are people. Mm-hmm. Pe- people are people. I got the best best people. <laughs> <laughs> that was that very was really good. good that was I got really the best good. people. This guy, he wipes my butt. This guy smells it. <laughs> <laughs> he smells it. He sniffs it. He tells me he smells fantastic. I, I don't smell it. <laughs> they put a clothespin like a Looney Tunes cartoon on my nose, and I do not smell it. <laughs> Got an old school wooden clothespin on my nose. I love, I love that. It's like, like somebody has to smell it. Somebody's got to <laughs> smell it. We have a guy. He does the whiff. He does a whiff. He's a whiffer. He gives it a whiff. And he smells. And when we play wiffle ball, he whiffs. He strikes out. He's terrible at baseball. <laughs> terrible at it. But he does smell. He smells just like a hound dog. He'll find my sin. If I'm ever buried somewhere, he'll find me if I shit myself. That's my track. <laughs> tracking beacon if he's ever kidnapped he just has to poop himself then the whiffle will find me um um, sorry what i want to say is when you go you enthusiastically introduce music to somebody like like me and and the audience here you played that beautiful you play that beautiful gospel (laughs) and we loved it and you go oh god i'm being like my dad doing a beautiful thing here's when I go, oh God, I'm my dad. We're at my birthday last night and I had a good time overall, but like I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I can't engage. I feel isolated at moments. Mm. Don't you, don't you do it. Don't do it. I knew you were going to think it was your fault. I know. I knew you were going to think it was your fault. I was going to say, did I plan a birthday for me, for you? you? I knew you were going to say this. (laughs) Last night we went to dinner with like eight friends and like almost instantly I remembered that I don't like dinners with eight friends. I don't like it. That's why I did. I did ask. I I was like, do you want it just to be two friends? Do you just want it to be two friends? Pete is as big of a mystery to Pete as he is to you. (laughs) I should know. Nobody knows. But you're not a mystery to me. I I should have overridden. This is why I have to write down my preferences. Like I literally want to write in a note. Don't forget. Your birthday, you should order three pizzas. Those same friends in our house would have been right, fine. Right. It was just too loud. It was too packed. Yeah. It wasn't the people. The, I, I kept being distracted by the buzz of the restaurant. I didn't like how locked into the seating I was. I was mm. stuck. Like yeah. I was in one of those situations where you just couldn't get out. Yeah. So the whole and so was Jen. By the way, she was like I, she had she to had pee. pee. I know. So we're just kind of like locked into this table. I get like food panic. I, I'm worried I'm not going to eat enough. And then I start eating because I'm anxious. None of yeah. the, I still had a good time and I was so touched that everybody came. Yeah. But in those moments when I go, oh my God, I, I hate this. I'm just saying moments. Sure. I don't relate to this. Look at how much fun Valerie is having. <laughs> Look at how much fun everybody's having. Yeah. That's when I feel like my father. Aww. So, and I actually say that kind of with a fondness. Like my dad and I could have a good laugh. Mm. If I was like, dad, you go to these fucking dinners and there's eight friends and everyone, he'd start dying laughing. Yeah. Because we have our skills. Mm-hmm. There are things we're good at. But it's like, I, I, I wrote in my gratitude journal last night. First of all, I wrote that everybody came. Everybody yeah. came, yeah. and that made me really happy. Yeah. I received that as love. But I also wrote on my gratitude list this morning, I said, I love that I figured me out. I like one-on-one conversations, yeah. and I've made that a huge part of my life. Yeah, I have totally. a bunch of, I have them multiple per week, headphones on, totally locked in. We're doing it right now. Yeah. That's what I like. I, I want, I want 
that locked on. I don't want generalized. Yeah. And I, 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 I just end up feeling uh, left out and like a mutant or yeah. something. Yeah. I know. There was a moment during that dinner where I was like, I'm having so much fun. I still am like buzzing from it. I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm like, extroversion. Fill, I'm filled up from and it. And I was like, and, I then, can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning with Leela and just she and I and Lulu and I'll make breakfast and just in the quiet house, I'll get some sun on my face. And I know. Read, read my book while they watch cartoons. I was like, that's fucking, that's filling me up. That's why I feel so good now. Last night, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but last night I was like, this is, I, I'm not like people can see that I can't do this, like that I can't mm. just kind of yeah. roll into the group and laugh and and know how to react. People are asking me, Jen, poor Jen was like, "Are you excited about that show coming out that you just filmed?" And I was like, uh, "Not really. I'm, I'm mostly just celebrating that we're done. I mean, what in six months when it comes out, maybe I'll be excited." I'm like, "I'm that a freak. Don't talk to me. No, Don't talk to me." I think all of that is fine. I guess, but I feel like a, I feel, feel like, like a, a real freak. freak. And but like, this I feel is like where... a normal person would be like, "Oh yeah, it's so fun. I can't wait." And I'm like, "That's not how I am. That's how, not how my brother is. That's not how my mother is. It's not how my. It's not how I am." I understand, and I. This is just where I like. That's why I was like, I'm having so much fun, and then I like kind of looked over at you, and I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> I, I, like, because <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that you have that. No, that you have the Frankenstein monster <laughs> in a blazer next to you, and you're over there. Literally, I'm also thinking no one's having fun. That's also oh, my problem. Is yeah. I'm like, I'm so. That's why I'm not saying I wish I had taken a Canadian muscle relaxer, but a little bit, <laughs> a little bit I do, because okay. then at least I'd be like kind of having a good time and then assuming everyone's having a good time. This is right. the draw of drugs and alcohol to, well, to people sure. like me. So yeah. I'm like, at least I could get a little fire going inside of me that yeah. when it's awkward, I can go up to that fire and go like, at least I'm <laughs> but if I go in and there's no fire and it's just darkness. But I I don't know why this time I played it so wrong. I think you because did not. I've been... Stop it. No, because I have in the past, I've learned over the last 10 birthdays with you we've figured out like we quiet. we usually go to big dinners for my birthday and then a month later we go to a quiet we restaurant do, or yeah or, with like two other people or just with us or you just have like a day where you're just in a neighbor like yes. or, or at, a, at Laguna or yes, whatever yes. and I don't know why I forgot I think it's because I just have had a lot on my mind but I do remember the moment, and this is what I was saying, is like, I was like, oh, I think I'm having too much fun. Like, if I'm having this much fun, then that means Pete is definitely not having fun. Brutal. Is <laughs> no. this our divorce hearing? No. I, uh, I just mean I, I'm not really, a, I don't really feel that way. We just I want, just hate to be the wet blanket. But I'm the wet blanket in the social situations that you like when you're talking about, is, like, non-dualism <laughs> and stuff. Or comedy, a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, talking sure. Talking about comedy. And, no, and I'm just like, all right, this is, I mean, I do like when we're with comedians but um yeah but anyway i no i know and then i realized like okay i know where i went wrong first is just to be like you know i was like your your birthday you're gonna be out of town for your birthday we have to do something for your birthday that's an extroverted thing where i'm like what are you gonna just let your birthday go by (laughs) like can i also say that the best part of all of this was that was Mm -hmm. when you said 
we have to have a birth. That's why. So you asked me when I was in like an expansive, happy place, right? Like and I had just gotten back from Dallas and the sh- and New Orleans, and the show was so great. And you're like, let's do a, sh- a dinner, and I was like, invite everybody, yeah. Because post post show, Pete mm-hmm. is a neutralized, not anxious. Happy, easy Pete. And again, after 10 years, I should know that. But it's like I kind of did know it. And this is the like the dirtier part of it that I should apologize for is like I said, do you want to invite like all the friends basically? And you were like, yeah, let's invite them. And I knew like I actually don't know if you will like that. But I wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that's fine. So I was like, "All right, he's down for it. We got a yes. Let's do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, but I will just. I remember. I'm going to try to remember now that that's not your scene, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're not a freak. You're an introvert. That's like half the people on the planet. Half the people. Half the people listening to this right now are no, 100% I know. And they, and they like, on your side. Yeah, no, I know. I just, yeah, I like. I like, I like, uh, well, what's funny about New Orleans, right? So I'm in New Orleans. We didn't get to this last time because I was so jacked on tea, (laughs) (laughs) which by the way, last week we had, I had like podcast vulnerability where I was like, yeah, I was like, I hope people understand that when you come off tour, it's like (laughs) jacked on testosterone. I was trying to figure out what tea tea. was this whole time. Well, they say low tea. I was very high tea. A very high tea. And I was, and like the next day after like one night and one morning with Leela, I was so much back in a balanced place. Yeah. And then I started being like, God, I hope everyone, I hope you, first of all, but also complete honesty. I'm like, I hope people hear me being kind to my wife. Like I didn't want to be too rigid. No, right? and I'm sure it was fine. We'll, maybe we'll listen to it. Maybe, maybe we'll listen to it one day. <laughs> but what I was going to say about, and because here's, here's, here's what it feels like to be an introvert uh, to me. You're at a party with eight people or whatever it was, and there's food and drinks and it's loud. And it just sounds like a hundred thousand needles in a dryer. <laughs> oh my god! And uh. you're sitting there, and you're sort of in a fight, flight, locked up place, but you can't leave. <laughs> and then people ask you what you did on your birthday proper, and you say you were alone in New Orleans at a at a nice hotel, mm-hmm. and everyone makes a sad face. Mm. And then in your mind, you're like, I'd give anything to be there right now. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. Like the feeling I got, like that's a happy place for me. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not saying this for your benefit. You already know this. My happiest happy place, and I put this on my gratitude journal this morning as well, is that you understand that. You know the still quiet kind of it doesn't have to be always, I mean, we're cackling, laughing and being loud in our own way, but we're locked in and we're engaged. If you had been with me in New Orleans yeah, and it was us ordering room service or going for a walk or whatever it was, that would have been a billion times better. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I can be an introvert with you. Right. 
But that not being available, I was an introvert by myself. And everybody that I told that I was alone on my birthday, they were like, they made the sad face. (laughs) The like pleading, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And you were like, no, the, what you think that was, this is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it. Like to me, if I had to spend any of my, I don't think I've ever, ever spent a birthday alone. And if I had to, it would feel like probably how that party felt like to you. It would be excruciating. Right. And to me, I'll, I'll, I'll still think about that birthday as one of my best birthdays, my 44th mm. birthday, because you, we put, I put an earbud in and we watched succession yeah. over the laptop and like talked just like we were doing. So I didn't feel lonely. Mm-hmm. I, well, let's talk a little bit more. We have to go to the mid rolls. We're late on the mid rolls, but when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about, my day in New Orleans and some of the special fun things that happened. Mm. Cause I think they're interesting. I think they're good stories. So we'll be back. I think it's two minutes. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hit it. Healthy hydration guys. Let's talk about it. It's not about just drinking water. It's about drinking water plus electrolytes, which makes sense. When you sweat, you lose both water and sodium and both need to be replaced to prevent muscle cramps, headaches, and energy dips. But most people are only replacing water. Why? Because since like 1942, people have said just drink eight glasses of water. That's pretty much the end of our hydration education. But drinking beyond thirst is actually a bad idea. It dilutes blood electrolyte levels, which leads to headaches, low energy, cramps, confusion, or even worse. And the solution to getting through your workout or just getting through your day with proper hydration to optimize your body and your mind isn't just drinking water. It's to drink water plus electrolytes, which... In the 90s, meant drinking like a flat soda with 900 grams of sugar. Uh, That's where we got our electrolytes in the 90s. It was a weird time. Now we have something better. Drink LMNT. Element. Drink Element. LMNT has become a huge part of my wellness program personally and a big part of my morning routine that I sincerely look forward to every day. It's the first thing I do in the morning is I get a big glass of water and I stir in a packet of LMNT. I like their flavor, watermelon salt. That's my favorite. You mix it up, boom, takes 10 seconds and you are good to go. Makes me feel ready to face my day and I know I can feel good with no sugar or artificial junk, just electrolytes and great taste. And I believe it's like five calories, which works for me because I do intermittent fasting. This provides the optimum ratios of sodium, potassium and and magnesium, excuse me, for health, performance and energy. It also tastes amazing. If I'm fasting, like I mentioned, it's a wonderful way to satiate my mouth desire to taste something, to sip something that's tasty without eating. So it not only helps my fasting when it's in my gut, but it helps my fasting when it's in my mouth. Because it, you know, sometimes you're just bored and you want to taste something delicious without breaking that fast. LMNT has you covered. And they have a fantastic offer. If you guys want to take your hydration to not just the next level, but to the appropriate level where that water is getting into you, where those minerals are being replaced for your workout, for your day, for your uh, mental cognition. I'm going to say cognition. LMNT has a special deal for weirdos. Just go to drink lmnt.com slash weird and use promo code weird to get a free element sample pack with any order when when you use this code and if lmnt doesn't element doesn't exceed your expectations they offer a no questions asked refund policy you don't even have to send it back so support your body support this show go to drink lmnt.com slash weird and get your free sample pack with any purchase this is zero risk Drink lmnt.com slash 
weird. It's also brought to us by our friends at PYM Choose. What is PYM? PYM is prepare your mind. Prepare your mind, choose, help you manage feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. If I'm being honest, that's a big part of my life is trying to manage feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. And it's wonderful when you're feeling worried, stressed out, or just have that bee in the belly kind of feeling that is just unsettled and it keeps you from working, keeps you from enjoying the moment. For me, it's a huge thing. I just can't face my email inbox because I'm just too anxious. I take a couple PYM chews, and within minutes, you start to feel more centered, calm, and in control. They're delicious, naturally flavored, no sugar added, and chemical-free. When I first got these, I thought they were too good to be true. They made me feel so calm and so in that good flow zone. I sent a a subscription to my mom. I sent a subscription to my brother, just so happy that anxiety and stress have a natural, non-addictive, non-psychoactive solution. I like taking it at the start of my day. Sometimes I take it at the end of my day. I've been known to pop a few during any Zoom. Anyone else out there just get freaked out by Zoom? PYM chews are comprised of proven amino acid complexes and adaptogens that help support your brain and your body's ability to organically support and your own ability, your organic ability to manage and tolerate stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. PYM, it's a beautiful company on a mission to end the stigma surrounding mental health and to make a better mood accessible to all. And a percentage of their profits goes towards mental health nonprofits, including Bring Change to Mind. So do your anxiety, your overwhelm, and your stress a favor by annihilating them naturally and gently with this effective and natural way to give your body the nutrition it needs to fight off stress. I'm so happy to say it works. It's a wonderful ally here in the house, and you can try it as well and show your support of the show. Go to youcanpym.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15% off. That's youcanpym.com slash weird. Use promo code weird for 15% off. All right, everybody, back to the episode. Okay. I already told you this, but I'm in New Orleans. And first of all, I, I said this on stage, but I was like, I had always done drunk New Orleans, and this was my first time doing fat guy New Orleans. Yeah, I love it. I can't remember if you said this on the pod already, though. Last week? Oh, I didn't get to this part. Okay. Maybe I did. Okay. I might have said that. So for people that just got deja vu, deja vu, deja vu, deja vu, a new shampoo plus conditioner, deja, deja poo, deja, deja, deja poo is when you take a dump, but you're you're staying at your phone so long that you take a second dump and you're like, didn't I already, I'm having deja poo right now. Um, that was gross. Uh, that I might've already said, but. I didn't say this. I know I didn't say this because when you were telling your story about Leela, this was one of the things that was causing my agitation was I was like, I really want to tell this story, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which got it. was my high tea. Um, I, on my birthday, walked around uh, New Orleans and I, I, I think I've been honest about this before that it's just never been my kind of place. I've always stayed in the wrong part of town. There's always like the bad side of the open container law, which you just see people like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday just drinking rum from a plastic cup and they're alone and they look like they haven't been inside in four days. And you're just like, is this guy, it's a bender. You're looking at a bender, like go home, like find someone, find someone who cares about you. This is breaking my heart. So I was in the, a good area and I went for a walk and it was beautiful. And for some reason, everything was great. 
probably because I knew I had a day off. And I was watching, walking around seeing dads in uh, polo shirts tucked into khaki shorts and white socks pulled up in, and New Balance sneakers. And I was like, every dad knows to dress that way when they're yeah. a tourist. Yeah, wild. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Southern or not, everyone, my dad dresses that way, everybody. And then I went to Canal Street which is their, it's like New York City's Canal Street. It's like their, it's their French Quarter busy place. And I was just like, I'm going to get an ice cream. Because uh, I had, I had like a, a very normal sushi meal. I know everybody's like, you got to eat a crawfish fried sandwich. But I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to eat sushi. <laughs> and then I was like, I should get an ice cream. And I went down the street and I saw a sign that said beignets. And I was like, oh, I should eat a New Orleans treat like yeah. i should get something unique to this area which is a beignet the joke i did was it's fried dough it's just fried dough it's yeah. delicious yeah but some french guy went to a carnival and was like what if we took this and made it difficult to spell <laughs> and, um i went in and i'm in line i just it's not so much that i love this story i love what this story says about where i was in my heart mm-hmm. this is my seven beers bass player for bread moment right i'm in the line for a beignet i see that there's three beignets per order yeah and that's just way too many beignets that's like a death sentence that comes with a handgun that right. order <laughs> it's too many beignets but i want to get one i'm like I, I guess i'll get one i'll i'll find someone to give two beignets to yeah who wants that you're right hi some weird guy <laughs> now you're bored no i'm not you're I just, snoozing no the story's too long <laughs> no it's not you hate it I've just heard it before. I'm into it. It's almost over. I love it. Next to me, these two girls, these two young women uh, line up behind me and they're having the same conversation. They're going, we only want one to each other. We only want one beignet, but it's three beignets to an order. And I was just like, this is the kingdom of heaven to me. It's this Mm -hmm. moment of no separation. It's this moment of fearlessness, Mm -hmm. no anxiety. And that's what I was picking up on in New Orleans. I was like, this is like a social place. Everyone, somehow, this whole town is co-conspiring to create an environment where you talk to strangers. Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah. Like, really? I was talking to Paris, my opener. I was like, how did they do that? You see so much goodwill. You see a lot of other stuff. You see everything. But you see yeah. so much goodwill. The majority of it is is goodwill. You also see... and. Uh, my opener, Paris is Black, that's important to note. We were discussing how you see black people and white people together mm. way more than I think you see in the North. There's just that's more social segregation, more tension, question mark. Obviously, I can't speak to that yeah. as a general thing for a country. I don't think there's more tension than in the South, but no, there's I know probably that, less. But see, coming into the South, I'm like, this is the South. Yeah. This is where... All that bad stuff, that bad blood is here. Yeah. And when you're there, you're just like, you see yeah. black people and white people of all ages getting along, talking, laughing. Mm-hmm. Sure, everybody is, but that stands out as beautiful. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and she noticed it too. And I was like, what is it? It's so cool. I love it. So anyway, these two young women were also black and they're having that conversation. And I'm like, I want to get one beignet and you want one beignet. And we just sat down and ate three beignets. We like together. It wasn't like 
they did they they took me up like we'll let you buy the beignets and we'll take one Mm -hmm. but in new york or any other place i feel like okay we're gonna take it we're gonna leave now right thank Thank you you. weird guy yeah we sat down and ate them together we cheers them Mm, we took a picture i gave i put them on the guest list to my show pretty sure they didn't come oh pretty sure that's cute but it was such a nice that was my birthday what's up why is that's dhl I got a new jacket. Oh. I'm excited about it. Oh, okay. I bought myself a birthday present. I honestly <laughs> thought DHL was like a cable company. <laughs> You're thinking of DSL, which is an okay. internet sure. speed <laughs> system. That right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry that was such a snooze. No, I loved that. And you keep going it. about your birthday, what you did. That was only the new... Well, I did my Course in Miracles lesson in the park, and I was watching the leaves blow on the ground. Sometimes... I don't know. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like we're back to my birthday. When you quiet things down for me, and I can hear leaves on ground blowing, mm-hmm. that's just like it took me a really long time to figure out how to enjoy that, and that that's my favorite mm. favorite thing to enjoy. Yeah, and I have a little bit of that, but I'm way more likely to enjoy that. If the day before I I stayed up until 1 p.m. and laughed with my friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But to that, I would say I, I was doing shows, you know, like right. I, yeah, I had just come right. off. That's important to note. The answer is not, okay, you like quiet. Here's all the quiet in the world. Right. I go nuts. Yeah. We always come to this point, but I'll say it every time I think it because it became a real revelation of my 40s. I don't want to do nothing. I want to do nothing after I did something. Yeah, totally. It's balance. Yeah. It's both. Makes sense. I had that night last night, like we just completely like substance free, belly laughing, like staying yeah. up late, Oh, like, belly laughing. I, and I went to bed immediately. Yeah. As a birthday present. And I said, my birthday myself. present is no one's going to give me shit because I'm going to bed right now. Yeah. It was, it and, was a 1045. Yeah, it was good. Fine. And the Gungers spent the night, our friends, Michael and Lisa, and their daughter, Amelie, uh, and Lulu, their two daughters, but Lulu was asleep. So Michael, Lisa, and Amelie and I stayed up and they just like told me the funniest stories about their family. They're like mm. wacky family members. Mm. And I, we laughed so hard for like an hour and it, it honestly had been a while and I don't. Like I used, it's, it's kind of a, it is a loss. It's a complicated loss, but I used to do that a lot more when I was smoking weed. That was a really common thing. And that's when I used to have dreams where I was just laughing with friends and I would be laughing Laughing in in my sleep. It's because that was happening a lot more. And we laugh constantly. We laugh all the time, but that feeling of being with friends and you're just on a full roll for an hour, you're like kind of not stopping. You're just laughing mm. and you're all laughing and your tears are coming down and your like cheeks hurt. And I just had that. <laughs> Hard cut to me. Your plugs <laughs> in, white noise machine on, sleeping stiff on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Mr. Wilson's upstairs. <laughs> but it was, I'm glad we both got the things that we needed. And I, I was could, in heaven. Oh, I fell asleep immediately. I love it. I love that journey for you. <laughs> I love that for you. But then I got in bed at one with you and Lee and like, and I just was like, I've gotten better because the other thing is I am 
extroverted, obviously, but I can sometimes just be with friends and be so, I can be dissociated because I'm reflecting them and I'm like, you know, just think, trying, making sure everybody's okay, kind of energetically, like how, what's the vibe here? What's going on? And then I'm not there. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't it. Like I was there all night. That's why friends are important to you, not strangers. Exactly. Exactly. And I laid down and my whole body was buzzing and I was like, oh, you got your favorite thing. It's so fun. And knowing that they were sleeping in the house helped. I loved that feeling after just being me and Lee in the house a lot, sleeping alone. It is such a distinct difference between when I am falling asleep, just me and Leela in this house and obviously then when you're there, I feel so much better. But then if I have a house full of friends, I swear I sleep so much better. Yeah. That's funny. And I I sleep worse. I feel like I'm like a lion and I belong in like a den, just sleeping, like draped all over each other. Yeah. I get that. I'm more like, when is everyone going to wake up? Like the anxiety I got when the bill came last night was, was Mm. pretty palpable because I hate it's my birthday. In you my in my world, I'm like someone needs to pay for that. I, like I I don't mean yeah to be no, crass was... to my friends. I'm like you're putting me in a position where if someone doesn't immediately say we'll pay for this and you guys can Venmo me, but Pete and Val aren't paying for yeah. this. Yeah, that didn't happen. I know, and that and then I had weird. a panic, not a panic attack, but I'm like, okay. I will pay for this and I will tell everyone they don't have to pay me because I can't handle this feeling. Yeah. No, it when was secretly, a weird I'm feeling. Like, I feel like I just sang happy birthday to myself. That is kind of the move. <laughs> and it is, it's not like our, I think our friends didn't even know the bill had been dropped, like a lot of them. So, which again, my love language would be like, notice the bill is sure yeah but that is the move on a birthday is like can we all split this except for the person who right but then when you ask me like what are we gonna do i'm also in the same position as you you, i was like it wasn't really i could tell and you know i'm of two minds of it one is like everybody drove up like everything that i said after we paid for it was true you guys came that means the most uh, you guys drove up. That means the most. All of that was true. You guys are my friends. It made me feel loved. It's that's the gift, right? Yeah. That's all true. But really, all I'm trying to address is the is the panic. You don't yeah. get that panic alone in the Four Seasons. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you, there, there's a price. There's yeah. some. Price there's a risk. That, there's, there's a risk. Yeah. And and I when I have friends sleeping in the house, I notice that there's just a little bit more alertness. Just kind of the style of house I grew up in. When is everyone going to wake up? What mood are they going to be? Who needs food? Mm. There's like a tension to me. Mm. And I can't wait to wake up before everybody. Mm. I realize that my favorite part of a party, I should be the person that goes while the host is setting up so I can talk to the host Mm -hmm. and then leave when everyone shows up and then come back when they're cleaning up. Like That would be (laughs) my best uh, party face. But you have also, which this is what makes it confusing, like... You have also had really great hangs, birthdays, different events where we've like, like you said, if those people had been at our house, yeah, like because you've had, I've yeah. seen you have, or just a so, quieter or like restaurant game night, and also shout out to David Vanderveen, who's like me, like mm-hmm. David Vander, our friend David Vanderveen is is a is is a style of me that would be like, 
I saw the bill and I and like he'd jump on the grenade. Like, mm. in, in fact, those other years, that's what's happened. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Except yeah. the year, do you remember the rapper The Game bought our dinner? Uh-huh. That was such the a... The rapper The Game. I know. Was that the year also <laughs> because that Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers well, he was buying dinner for Aaron Rodgers, but he ended up buying my dinner as oh, well. Oh, my gosh. And I've never heard of The Game song. I don't even know if you call I've them songs. I've never heard of The Game song. <laughs> I've heard game show theme songs. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> I what that I say. Counts. I think that counts. You do The Game show theme songs? <laughs> Oh, you're the game show guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't mean to be crass talking about bread, but that no, is one I, of the dreads of the introvert on his birthday. Um Sure. The end. I know. I wish I had handled that better too. But Zero. That's not the point of this. The no, point I know. of this, as you know, is because there's extroverts listening and there's introverts listening, which yeah. means everyone can relate. To this story. I know this is so not the point, but just to tell you so I don't forget, like most of our friends Venmoed me after oh, dinner. Yeah, so that's really pe- nice. People did pay for it. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I know. And some of them gave me cash. So it happened. Yeah, it happened. It, it just, just you it, were panicking that it I wasn't gonna happen, or how do you handle it, or what is he and I and I think nobody else was also panicking about that. So it felt like nobody was gonna pay attention to it, which is sort of your thing of like it's a protector that you have where you're like, I, like people can't uh, be a hundred percent trusted. Yep. So I have to do everything myself Yes. when really it's like, no, you can, you can just let it, let it go for a minute and just see how it plays out. There was something that just happened like that recently. Like I was in a social situation where I was worried like these two friends weren't going to pay each other for, karaoke or something like that and i was like i'm gonna do something i've never done before and just let it play out and just walk away and let this play out i realize well again we talk about this almost every week but it's it feels anew every time for me it's not how you feel it's how you feel about how you feel yeah and i feel rigid Remember we got oysters. I was like, who wants oysters? Yeah. And like five people raised their hands. So I'm like, okay, uh, six people want oysters. Everybody probably wants four. Let's do two dozen. I don't even know if that math checks out. But I very quickly just ordered two dozen. I was like, that's about right. And then they came and I quickly ate like six because that's what you do with oysters. They're raw and have to be eaten cold. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. This is my point. But and the then rigid- they were just sitting there and nobody was eating them. <laughs> and you were single-handedly I was going like, pointing out. Oyster people, what are you doing? But like, <laughs> it's not that I'm rigid. It's that I'm embarrassed that I'm rigid. But like... But you're only rigid because you don't feel safe. We all get rigid when we don't feel safe. Yeah. We all have our own version That's of why that. I was like, next year, pizzas... Yeah. That we buy. No bill. Yeah. Get five pizzas. Yeah. Invite those friends over. Then you get your little microclimates. Mm-hmm. And you can always leave. You can go to the bathroom. Yeah. Introverts are in the bathroom. Nine times out of ten, it's not even to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's just because we love it in there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading, I, this is a book called The Five Personality Patterns. And my friend Kurt gave it to me. And I'm trying to figure out which one I am. And I think I'm, uh, yeah, Psychopath, challenger, defender. Psychopath. Yeah, but is one of the they're all bad. Number one is schizoid, oh. creative. Uh, the third one is masochist, psychopath, hysteric. Like that, none of them are flattering. Oh wow! But it says big energy, will, and charisma, strong, competent, resourceful, 
Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, and Voldemort. <laughs> Most heroes and villains. Uh, difficulty with trusting others and containing yourself. That's me. Uh-huh. Um, typical wound was at two and a half to four years. I don't know when my wound was. Developmental task at that age. Okay. Uh, well, but you know, my therapist says that you have developmental PTSD, so she wouldn't. Oh, really? Love, she wouldn't love that I worded it that way. She's not diagnosing developmental you. Developmental PTSD. That means it happened before you had language for it. That's so that complex PTSD. So two and a half. Yeah. To four years. Yeah. So it's like it's so it's so wired in there, and you it's harder to conceptualize and deal with exactly what the trauma was mm. because either it happened before there was language around it in your own brain to yeah. process it, or and or it was such a subtle thing it wasn't one event it was like an environment that you were in that was traumatic over a long period of time well given how sad that just made me i think you're on the right track Um, one it says for parents one parent seductive one authoritative whoa isn't that crazy whoa typical wound during survival fear no one was there for them willed self to survive Oh I'm, a psych- I'm a psychopath. You're a psychopath. It's, it's confirmed. <laughs> According to this book. Now, it doesn't say you're a psychopath. That's the other name for the aggressive personality type. Mm. Effective wound feels powerful, but alone. Mm. Fears own needs. Fears betrayal. Wow. Jesus, Louisa. Seeks safety through power. Whoa. Uh, defensive action. Rejects needs, idolizes power, dominates and controls others. Great. Hmm. Typical body shape, broad shoulders, narrow hips. Well, no, that's, that's not right. Yeah. The, the body type that I am is the Samwise Gamgee, which is funny that that is a body type. Is it? Well, it's called the Enduring. Anyway, now I'm just reading you guys. What is book. that body type, though? I want to know. The body type of that one is um, strong, stocky body, heavy hips and thighs. Yeah. I'm actually more soft and rounded. No, you're soft and rounded. Yeah. Which is what... Which is merging. Oral, lover, dependent, self-reliant. That's me. Marilyn Monroe. It sure is. Hobo, hobo. (laughs) But also Bill Clinton. I whistled for myself. And Oprah. I think I'm merging and aggressive. That's great. So I'm at war with myself. Yeah. Default emotion is shame and anger. Shame is is merging. Anger is aggressive. This is interesting. Guys, if you want to do this for yourself, The Five Personality Patterns by Stephen Kessler. It's really great. Interesting. We'll do more on that another time. I can't believe you own the same base as me. Can I I say something? How romantic. I know. What year did you own it? How old were you, I mean? Well, I'll tell you exactly. And I never know things like that. Mm -hmm. I owned it in 1997. Oh, wow. Because it was my second band, Iguana. Oh, right. Um, That's a terrible name for a band. Yeah. But uh, can I say one thing about the space? Please. And I, I wonder if you're going to relate. Mm-hmm. It came in a big black hard case. Uh-huh. With the, uh huh. Actually, no. I can't remember. You might add a soft case. I think I had a soft case. Well, then this experiment is over, I think, because what I remember most about that base was I opened the case and there were these little do not eat silica packets uh-huh. that smelled a certain way. Oh. And every time I opened it, I, and the base smelled like that too. So if I smelled that, I would I, think of the base. I know what you mean though. Well, I don't know if it think was the exact the base, same smell. Slap at the base. <laughs> yeah. But I, that base, my case and that base. Your base case? <laughs> my base case and the case and the base had 
a smell in my face. <laughs> it, that, that smell. It did have a smell. I think very this, specific smell. Guys, go ahead and hit us up on Instagram messages if you know the smell of a late 90s Ibanez black base. Yeah. Because I think we all were having the same experience. <laughs> I might be a, psych- a psychopath. <laughs> and I deal with anger and, and I might shame. have a soft rounded body. That's but... right. By the way, Thomas Merton, this always bothered me. Thomas Merton, the great contemplative, um, what was it? A Trappist monk. He said he gave this talk at a monastery. So he's sort of like the, the father of Richard Rohr's tradition, yeah. which is being quiet, being deeply present and allowing God or the mystery to merge through you in that silence, like appreciating a rock or a walk or every step you're taking, very Thich Nhat Hanh kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's Buddhist as well. But um, Merton gave this talk where he said to a bunch of monks, "You, most of you aren't contemplatives, you're just introverts. And I found that deeply challenging. Wow. That being said, I actually think it's just a nice way of understanding why I'm drawn to this, the types of spiritual paths that I am. They're all of each and every one of them without exception are going. And I think this is true, meaning mm-hmm. universally and infinitely and divinely true. Um, it's, it's your inner state. It, right. wh- what you're looking for is inside of you. And if you're an introvert, you're like, Thank tell God. me more. Yeah, tell me more, tell me yeah. more. <laughs> like, that's, where should I sit? <laughs> that's running away. What? <laughs> like sitting, like meditating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's running so far from church and towards spirituality. And I love it. Literally, this is the weirdest thing I'll, I'll say. You know I love you and you're my life. And you and Leela are my life. And if you watched a sped up video of my days... You would go, this person loves his wife and his daughter. I'm mm-hmm. saying that only partially defensive, but preemptively about what I'm about to say. My favorite part of my day is sitting in my chair, reading yeah, a spiritual sure. thing, meditating, and looking out the window with the sun on my face. Yeah. I can open the window and the sun comes in. I love that. It's tied for first, obviously, with beautiful Leela Valerie family moments, but that is as good as it sure. gets for me. Those yeah. are both tens out of ten. And this makes sense why I, when I found Mirabai Star and the feminine mystic path was like, oh, all right, there we go. Mm. Because that is way more communal. It's, it's right. like it's in the kitchen cooking with your family. Like that's the holiest thing ever. And, it, and there is, it's also about meditation and, and mindfulness and being right, still and right. quiet. But it's it's not only that. And it's funny the the Mirabai Star's house mm-hmm. is the perfect blend of introversion and extroversion. And the mm-hmm. times we've been there, and I've had a bunch of dinners there, mm-hmm. and we've gone to parties there where I've known no one, and you'd think yeah. I would hate that. Yeah, but it's quiet. It's it's a hobbit's house. I know. She lives in a it's hobbit's house. So if you're going to be an extrovert, be an extrovert like a hobbit, which means microclimates, areas where you can be quiet and talk to the person next to you. There's still chatter, but it's not noise. It's it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. but it's very wombi, W-O-M-B, mm-hmm. and safe and amazing, and everybody feels seen. So there's certain... That's social situations where I'm like, you, I you love this. Do it. Yeah. It's totally. just not being trapped. I think that was activating. Yeah. And not being too loud and that that was activating. 
And again, here comes the shame. I just go like, I can't believe that that's who I am because I want to be a guy that can, I'd I'd say the first 28 years until I got divorced and got curious about who I really am, Mm. I was just pretending to be a person that was comfortable with everything. Mm. So all of this Mr. Wilson-ness, all of this like curmudgeonliness (sighs) is actually the beautiful bouquet of results from asking honestly what do i need what, what do you I need want? not what do you think you should need yeah what does it look cool to need what do you actually need so going back to where we started and not being ashamed of dirty jokes or strange things i will follow my good example my own advice and mm-hmm. say i'm not ashamed that i figured out what i want and it's not it's not the uh yeah i'm not Flea. And you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would believe that flea is, is an introvert. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I understand completely how Just you tried feel. To think because, of a party dude. Because that's how I feel about, uh, about like not about being a highly sensitive person. I feel shame around that. Like I look at people who have three kids, anybody who has three kids yeah. and I feel instantly ashamed because I feel like I could never in a million years handle that. Mm. And like, and I feel ashamed any, you know, that that's like deeply a part of, of our trying to make a decision. If we just want one kid, there's so much shame around like I will, that will be me admitting that I am too sensitive to handle having what most people have, you know, I agree. You bring the masculine uh, patriarchal or whatever, gender typical, I don't know. You bring the the boy nonsense into that, the traditional American boy nonsense. You're like, if you only have one, does it look like you're not abundant? That you're not like this huge... Yeah. I provide so much. Right. And you and I had a little step towards talking about having another kid just the other day, just ever so briefly. Yeah. We're like, let's just go into a safe space where we talk about that. And I remember what I said, I was like, let's wait and see what happens with with work like if this show i'm pitching goes and then we're, we're in that place of abundance there's a very good chance that cri- ghost of christmas presents present muppet style boy will be like more children you well, know what I mean? like and the reason i was those things are tied together that's right and the reason i had a moment of being like maybe we could is because i had finally had a day off yeah. from parenting the day before and god help and- us we're going on vacation in two weeks oh, we're gonna no. be there we're gonna we're gonna get Pregnant. pregnant. I know. I already did think that. I was like, I don't think I'm ovulating. Thank God. Because I could totally see us being you like, and I, let's do it. Under the stars, I'm full of Canadian muscle relaxers. And <laughs> oh then, I'm just God. kidding. I'm just kidding. Guys, if, for those of you that are interested in that, I haven't had one since I took them as prescribed. Yes, so you did good. It's just, although, but you also didn't give them up to me. No, I, I didn't. I absolutely didn't. <laughs> and that was a little cheeky, but I was like, I kept the, this, this could be a trap. I don't know. I was like, the, when I hurt my shoulders and I'm traveling, I'm going to keep them in my traveling bag. And then. <laughs> Which is also it, kind it of like a, like a when, trick. when I go away and no one knows uh, then I'll have them. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm such a, for better or worse, one thing you know can know about me is I don't keep secrets. No, you so don't. So if I do, really I'll tell don't. you. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's, even that's kind of embarrassing. No, I love that. I think I, that's I w- very I hope Lila has that too because it's just nice to, yeah. you know, feel, you just don't want it to be compulsive. 
Right. Like you, you do it and then you confess and even the confession is sort of fetishized. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But if I took one, I would, I would tell you, by the way, my whole left side is in tons of pain. Mm. I slept on it wrong and I'm going to go take a Canadian. <laughs> sort of like, I'm not, I'm even now resisting. I'm like, let's try stretching. Let's try time. I'm not, yeah. this, I sound like a guy in an intervention. There's kind of no way not to though. You're, you're being, you're trapped. You're a guy in a, a mental ward mm-hmm. trying to calmly explain that you don't belong there. <laughs> right. And there's nothing you can say that doesn't just sound like a guy trying to get out of a mental ward. Uh, yeah. And there's nothing I can say that doesn't just sound like a guy who would like to keep those pills in play. <laughs> yeah. Keep them in play. You never know why, when you might hurt yourself. You smell, you give me a pill. 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 All right. Get All the right, fuck everybody. Out of here. That's, Get out of here. Quite That's quite enough. enough of us. Get out of here, Ibanez. So... This episode is brought to you by Ibanez. <laughs> Ibanez.com slash weird. Um, all right. Just keep it crispy, okay? <laughs> like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>